0: Forward podcast. Yeah. If you've never seen a Spaghetti Western, you haven't lived yet. <laughs> oh, what a great movie. The ending is so awesome. And Clint Eastwood, I mean, come on. His first acting credit that I could find in front of a camera was 1955? (laughs) Come on, man. It's almost 70 years. Good for him. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly was the movie. This week we had The Good, the Meh, and the Ugly. The Good is Obvious. What a great win for racing in front of a fantastic crowd last Saturday night. I mean, that was awesome. Just what the doctor ordered there. No doubt about it. After such a t- such a tough run over the last few weeks, they did exactly what they needed to do. Very happy to see that. The men—that's the American men's national team. I mean, come on now. I mean, yes, they won. It's great to see, and and, and hopefully they carry this momentum into November, which we really, really need. But uh, you know, it wasn't—it wasn't a—wasn't it uh, wasn't against a very good team. And it wasn't a completely dominant performance, man. And we need to see that, I think. Yeah, you hear that person screaming? Did you hear that? Rah! Rah! It's people screaming about Louisville City last week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Two tough losses. Two very tough losses. And, and uh, not when we definitely did not need them. But hopefully, we've reached the end of a very tough run. Of games. I've mean, played a lot of games the last few weeks. Now they're back on a regular schedule. And we'll see what happens, man. The good, the meh, and the ugly. We're gonna put a uh, we're gonna put Clint to bed here, which I'm sure he does pretty early at 92 years old, whatever he is. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Wherever you are, my name is Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast, podcast that is dedicated to Louisville professional soccer. That would be uh, Racing Louisville and Louisville City, as well as the men's and women's national team uh, when it warrants. And it does right now. At least the men do. Um, Thank you so much for the subscriptions and the follows and the downloads. You can reach us at iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. Please like, subscribe, and share. We like that. Um, This week, like we said, the good, the meh, and the ugly. And that's really what we've got right now. We've got a team that needed a big win and needed a big night, and they got it. We got a national team, which is sort of just uh, coasting, even though they got that win. They, you know, wasn't as convincing as we needed to see it going in. But they got the points, so I guess that's okay. And then we got got a team that's getting ready for the playoffs here that was in first place, but not anymore. Um, But we're going to get behind these teams as we always do. We love these teams, and we want them to do really, really well. So, uh, hopefully, Louisville City, back on a regular schedule now of Saturday games, uh, can turn it around. But before we go on, the only thing we can do now is do five things. That's right. We're ready for the fastest three minutes of USL slash NWSL slash men's soccer analysis. You'll get this nowhere else in the world. Here we go. Five things. Number five. Technology can make you happy or sad. You know what? I have split-screen stuff set up, which you couldn't do back in the day of tubed TV. (laughs) Yeah, I go back to that. I don't remember black and white, though. Anyway, watching uh, multiple games at one time can make you happy or sad if you're a Giants fan. I know I'm not supposed to talk about the NFL. (sighs) But anyway, it was great to watch a couple games at the same time and see racing do what they did uh, last week. Number four two reasons to smile. Those two reasons for me are, are Negasato and and Salmon. I mean, how about that? Both of them playing together effectively and having a lot of positivity throughout the match in general, I think was pretty awesome. And, you know, it, it bodes well for the future. We're going to talk about that with Joey in a bit. Um, that I think that there is a, a nucleus of this team that we can keep around here and be very competitive next year quickly. Um, you know, we've got some stuff to work on, but How about having both of them have a a good match together at the same time? Really great to see. Very happy for them. Uh, Number three, uh, two reasons to frown. (laughs) No doubt. Two losses, man. On the road for Louisville City. (sighs) Didn't expect that. Wasn't expecting six points, but, you know, they got a lot of work to do. However, getting back on a regular schedule, maybe that'll help out a little bit? It should help out. It better help out. Because we need six points to take the conference now. And the only way to do that is to win both games. So here we go. Number two. See you in November. The U.S. men's team wins. I'm not super, super excited about it all, but it's not bad. (laughs) It's just been such a rough run. You know, it's almost like you want to get the car in fifth gear to support it, but they just keep doing things that make you go, I don't know. We'll talk about that with Joey, too. We'll see. And then last but not least, certainly, just what the doctor ordered, a win in front of over 8,000 people on a Saturday night was so awesome to see. Racing doing exactly what they needed to do and the fans doing exactly what they needed to do. And to see this organization and its supporter base, um, not just with this, obviously with the championship coming here, too, an excellent opportunity to do what I've been hoping for. And that's having this women's team open the door for us. So here we go, everybody. Let's take a pause before the championship. There you go, man! Fantastic stuff from our uh, our team here, Racing Louisville. Some work to do on the men's side, but all in all, you know we're still here. (laughs) That's all that matters. (laughs) Awesome stuff, man! Awesome, awesome stuff from Racing. Having them get that kind of result uh, in front of that crowd is the, to me, is about the best thing. As the music continues, and we don't want to listen to the music, we'll edit that out. Four, three, two. Not only that, man, but having racing win in front of that crowd the way they did, uh, really just, it's it's a great moment. Is this as good as the Women's Cup? No, but it's second for me. And uh, that's great to see. Uh, Also, like we said, there's some meh and there's some ugh. We got to talk about that too with Joey. So why don't we get at it? Okay, so now to break down the three different emotional levels that we have to deal with this week, we bring back Joey Cecil. Joey, how are you today? I'm doing good, sir. About I'm yourself? I'm doing all right, man. Just uh, new, doing the new job thing and uh, and hanging in there. And speaking of hanging good. in there, good. we can start off with the good news this week: uh, a much-needed win, a much-needed tonic with racing uh, defeating Orlando Pride this week, man.
1: What do you think? Yeah, I mean, have a game, Ebony Salmon. Yeah, right. I mean, what what a, what an effort! Uh, you know, one goal, two assists, and. Uh, what a classy goal she had on that curling effort uh, to equalize things late in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Orlando had the game early on. You know, they had that opening goal, but not much else. Yeah. And and what was very interesting, I seen, is, you know, we ran out kind of a different 11 mm-hmm. uh, than, than, than what we normally do. Mm-hmm. You know, Katie Lund was back in goal. Right. And you wonder if that's kind of testing the waters without Beto. Yeah,
0: you know, that's a good way to start, because that's one of the things I did want to ask about is – you know, you start talking about getting ready for next year, and and one of the things we yeah. talked about was giving other players an opportunity to show what they can do. I think this was a yeah. much better example. This in the um, and the, the 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 when she was subbed in, in in the in the in the final of the women's cup is a, is a pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a bad job. It's not a bad moment for your job application. I don't think.
1: No, I agree. And you know, you had the same thing going on with Taylor Otto yeah. got got the start in the midfield. Katie McClure. Got her first start in a very long time up in the attack. And it was just a, it was just kind of a different feel to the lineup. It felt like there was a lot more uh, interchange going on, you know, people just moving around. And it, it, it just showed, along with Ebony having a fantastic game. Right. Maybe the
0: call-up you know, call energized her a little bit more again.
1: Well, and, you know, also, I, I, you don't want to put it this way, but, you know, with Nadia not at the top of the attack, she can be the focus. Right, right. Absolutely, and and you know she came over, started with that strong streak she had, mm-hmm. and then she kind of hit the doldrums, and that was about the same time Nadia came in, mm-hmm. and kind of took the reins of the attack. So you, you know you 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 never know. Maybe she just decided it was time to step up. You don't you don't know. Yeah. Uh, but she had a fantastic outing, a nine rating according to FootMob, which I'm going to go ahead and guess is probably our highest rating this I, season of any of our players. I think, without
0: a doubt, I think. Well, yeah, it, it would be if there is something. It it didn't happen often. And it maybe happened once or twice. I, I, yeah, no doubt about the fact. All right, let me start with this: the, the, scoring early goals in these games, man. Sometimes it feels like that's the worst thing you can do. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. you know, all those
0: first few minutes, they looked it just it looked like here we go again. And yeah, and from there on in, man, what do you I, I, what do you think about that? I, I you know, I wonder sometimes if, if you know. Of course, you're gonna, you want to score any moment you possibly can. It just it seems like mm-hmm. when you score in the first few minutes of a game, it I don't know, man. It,
1: i don't know i think at times at times it's just like okay we got the lead Mm -hmm. so let's protect this lead you you kind of take the foot off the pedal it's like that the dam's already broken the relief you've got we've got a goal right right and i think what's helping racing right now is i think there's a bit more there's got to be some more relaxation like i hate to put it this way but the playoffs aren't achievable right so now we just go out and play right i think that may have played go ahead i'm sorry no, no no you know the, the, it's I hate to say it's not a game of consequence they're all games of right, consequence of course. but 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 with this one like Orlando was still mathematically eligible in this game mm-hmm. and now they're not right right you know so i think i think that, i think that's got to help a little bit mentally on the players yeah, i i you know to have that have that bit of a freedom where okay you know what you know we're not pushing for the playoffs right now i you know who knows maybe it maybe it was awesome to play spoiler in this game yeah yeah, you have to. And I don't know if you saw that. Like Nadia took some shots on social media. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was, gonna, you know, maybe
0: I was definitely <laughs> going to bring that up. Um, but you know, I'm going to back up a little bit and go back into the game a little sure. bit more. Um, statistically, you're looking at, you know, once again, a team dominating possession, dominating mm-hmm. passes, and losing. I mean, th- th- I, I mean, th- there's no doubt Racing was the dominant team in this match. And you know, to me, but not according to, but not according to the stats. Yeah, we lost possession. It makes no sense to me sometimes. I'm wondering, you know, I'm I'm kind of tired of looking at these possession and passing stats because if it's yeah. possession and passing of no consequence, all you're doing yeah. is
1: marking time or treading water. I, you know, well, because if you look at, you know, we had 42 percent of possession, but how much of that 42 percent was, uh, you know, was in the attacking half? Right, right. That's key. I mean because it doesn't matter if we don't have any possession in our own half as long as we have the ball in the scoring area. Right, exactly. And that's what they did. You know, we had 13 shots, 16 total chances. Yeah, and you know, that showed when they when they had the ball in that area, they were making the most of it. And
0: they it. were it, 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 you know, it was positive possession. You know, which yeah. we haven't seen a lot of this year. To be I'm just being frank. I mean, you know, some oh, you know, and, and and it's great to see that now, which leads me to another question about Nagasato. You know, yeah. we've talked about her, you know, saying, you know, uh, maybe not getting what we thought, you know, that we were going to get from her at times. Well, we got it this game. So I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, I still considered her, even before this match, one of these people on this team that we need to consider keeping around as part of the nucleus for, for go, moving forward next year.
1: Um, where's your? Where are you with that? I'm still, she is still on my first couple players okay. out. Mm -hmm. The performances have just been so hit or miss this year. She has had those moments of brilliance and then it's been long gaps in between. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just not been there when I think, you know, she's great for the culture. She could be great for the experience, Mm -hmm. but we've got. You know, we we could almost get the same production from a younger player. We could help build around.
0: I, I, I can't argue that. You know, it's just it, yeah. we're going to see. And, and um, you know,
1: the players. You know, I don't want to be. I don't want to be the guy making that decision. Right. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> you know, I really don't. Especially, you know, like with our backline. Some another problem this game was mm-hmm. the back line was just standing around yes. too much. It's the only, and that that, that was where that first goal came yeah, from. Yeah. Oh no doubt. And and you know, so that I don't want to be the guy making that decision, but I do know a decision that should be mm-hmm. made was. We set a new attendance yes. record this past game, eighty four hundred, yeah. and it's it's wondrous what happens when you play a game on a Saturday yeah, night. really.
0: <laughs> in October, which everybody was all worried about. I mean, I don't know if Louisville City or not Louisville City, but I, I don't know if the, I think Louisville didn't have a football game, but even then, that shouldn't have mattered. Yeah, that wouldn't correct. have mattered too much. Uh, I don't think we would have so. lost a ton of fans over that. I think that to me is the best thing other than the win that happened to yeah. have that kind of positive it's the support. Perfect
1: get- that was the perfect game for 8,400 people. Absolutely. Uh,
0: on a t- For a team that's at, been knocked out of the playoffs already. So that bodes yeah. well for things to come. Um, unless you have anything to add.
1: Um, uh, just apparently something else we did in, in eliminating Orlando from the playoffs with that win. We also surpassed their record as the most successful NWSL expansion okay, side. Okay, there you go. There you go. So Hey, man. Kill three birds with one there stone. There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and it's a huge stone that is a big stone and 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 like i said man just just to get that to happen it just just to get a win this late in the season after such a rough run i mean it just feels good yeah. to finally have that speaking of kind of feeling good to kind of kind of finally move forward i'm going from really good to i don't look i'm glad the u.s men team won okay and um you know last week and um, I, I would love to get your thoughts overall on the win in general and then throw a couple things at you.
1: Okay. So the first question is, Zach Steffen starting. Right. You know, a guy who hasn't had many minutes. Getting a start in a game we had to have after, a, after just a bomb of a game. Mm-hmm. And then you have to make 10 changes from that other game. Yeah. The youngest World Cup qualifying lineup in American history. Mm-hmm. Which is not a problem, right. but you made 10 changes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then in the first minute, you just give up a terrible yeah, goal. But you know, there's also the argument: was Stefan impeded by an offside right. player? Uh, but again, I, I always go back to the thing of don't put yourself in that position. Yeah. And why were we in that position? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, we we we, we kind of looked middling. We looked meh for for most of the first half, and then which is our normal first our, half, yeah, right, and just in general too. And then we had our lightning bolt from, from Serginho Dest yeah. hitting the upper 90 um, you know, with a dirty goal off his left foot. Yeah. And I have, to, I have to steal Stu Holden's quote I think I saw on Twitter mm-hmm. that it was destined for the upper corner. <laughs> Ouch. And then, you know, um. I think the goal woke us up at that point, Serginho's goal. Because, you know, we started playing quicker. We controlled the midfield better. But then and, we had that moment where I think you and I disagreed on it live time about whether Richard should have been called for a penalty. Right. And I'm still on the fence about it. I'm still leaning towards no call. Okay. Uh, but I also think, no matter what, I think it's it's no call as a payback for all the times we've been cast. <laughs> That's
0: fair. And like I said, it's, I, I, you know? I wouldn't I wouldn't have I wouldn't have stacked all my chips and said definitely yes. But I yeah. could have seen where they called it. I would have been like, all right, you know, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. It, like-
1: it was very minimal contact. I think if he goes down, mm-hmm. he gets the call. Right. Okay. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the game; is he didn't do the theatrics right. And and you go back to Dest.
0: Three moments in this game, which I think led to as a general one of the one of the my biggest takeaway that was a positive in this. Those three positive runs that he made were the three best moments in the half.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it, yeah. And this leads me to the verticality, the vertical runs that we were getting from midfield, that were a little more reckless and a little bit more, you know, lack of a better word, positive. I haven't seen a ton of that this year. Period. And to me, that was the biggest takeaway for this. I, I just to see that finally, maybe the younger legs, maybe the opportunity that a couple mm-hmm. of the guys
1: got, what do you think? I just think, you know, at some point, I, I hate to put it this way, we debated this when we were talking during the mm-hmm. game. At what point at what point do the players just unleash themselves? Right. You know, was it was it Berhalter saying, guys, go play free, or was it just them saying to hell with this? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we know what we can do. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I agreed with you. I go. I hope it was the first, right, right. You know, because yeah. I think this team, this team fits best when they're allowed to be free flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a, a few guys who fit in multiple positions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, true. and when they can cause that uncertainty across the field, when you know Musa can drive up the field, right? When Dest can switch sides whenever he mm-hmm. wants. You know, Pulisic is known for switching sides right. and just roaming. Mm-hmm. That's good, and that also creates the bad. Like Serginio Des is fantastic in the attack. Mm-hmm. But when he goes forward, we gotta have someone stay back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and that's something you gotta account for. Mm-hmm. I, I. And so you know, it, it's 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 great that we have this aggressive nature mm-hmm. when we're allowed to play it. Right. But you gotta also have that coverage back there, which has not been our strong suit. And and we were
0: there was no way we were gonna get exploited with speed against this Costa Rica team. Um. You know, just mm-hmm. just an older team. They're not blessed with a lot of pace.
1: So yeah. a couple of the things, I mean, we, we, speaking of that pace, like I remember when, when Richards had that terrible giveaway yep. and Robinson made that track exactly. back to shut down Brian Ruiz. And I went, wait, that's Brian Ruiz. He's still here. Exactly. He's like 31 a decade ago. <laughs> te- remember him a decade ago tearing us yeah, up. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Wow. I think the only,
0: and I hate to be cynical. I'm glad we won, but I'm not, I'm like, I'm not sitting on a cloud on this one. No, nope. you know, it's, it's there's, good there's to get the three points. Win. Right. It was it was necessary. Uh, we could talk about it more later on because we're going to talk about what's coming up in November with them. But uh, that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm sitting with this. Is that it's like great, it's we won, but still yeah. there's a couple things that it happened. It's... More, mm-hmm. it was more
1: relief than it was celebration. Yeah,
0: man, that's, that's where I'm at with it too. But you know, anyway, we can go from
1: relief to oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man I'm, of the three of the three who would have thought this would have been the oh boy yeah man you know two tough losses on the road <sighs> yeah I, I, you get you know we, you know we go to memphis where you come out so hot yes, twice in a row I Carlo come. del piccolo staying hot Yep. and then the boogeyman strikes again of a goal just before halftime yeah.
0: oh my gosh
1: uh, and, and then it just seemed like we couldn't adjust to them the rest of the game.
0: No, I, and, and, and I'm going to make a general point here, and this, I, not to jump into the next game. Look, mm-hmm. this schedule has been pretty grueling, and they've had to sit a couple of players due to injuries. I mean, I, there's something reminiscent of this to me, the way they look right now to where they looked before the schedule calmed down all the way back in 2016, because they had mm-hmm. a real rough go for a while. They just got tired. I mean, there wasn't a lot of bodies yeah. they could play. They they ran a stretch of five games in ten days. I remember, and it was just it mm-hmm. was it was rough. But then they got they rested. You're falling into the same type of thing right now. We're we're going to be playing two games in two weeks again. Finally, on Saturday, mm-hmm. so they get some time to rest and recuperate, and hopefully, you know, Corbin Bone wasn't there. Obviously, this last game on uh, this on Saturday. I mean, I want to mention him a little bit Oof, when he's not well, out uh, there, huh?
1: Well, no, uh, his was bir- uh, baby, Right, the fi- he, he
0: gave birth to a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, um, I mean, if there's one player, well, there's a couple players you're going to see a major difference in. Um, but go ahead, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to.
1: It's just, you know, it's just you're, you're starting to see a bad trend forming where, you know, our back line, just like with racing, they're just getting caught standing around oh, a lot. And there, just, there, there doesn't seem to be that situational awareness between them and the midfielder who's going to step up and just snuff out an attack. Um, you know, whether it was the – you know, I even – I sarcastically, I even called that, that, that Memphis goal, you know, where they drove, to the, they drove to the byline and then chipped it back across. I was like, there comes a goal because yeah, he was already getting to the end of the line. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and it's just, you know, there's been too much standing around. Uh, you know, we'd, our attack hasn't really been firing that much. Around, uh, as well in these games right. and it's just been you know with the form on the road recently it's not just concerning because of the form but at this point if they're going to play like this on the road and you're not leading your division anymore right. that's a bigger concern <laughs> that is absolutely true and the only good the, the only good thing about it is we still have destiny in our hands Yes, we do
0: that is absolutely correct
1: win the next two games and you win the division yes, sir Yes, sir. And that has to be the mentality. Six point, nothing less than six points is acceptable.
0: Right. You can't expect you can't expect Birmingham to to
1: to, to lose. You got to just win. No. And I'm going to. St- the thing I hate is we have to go down to them on that final game of the season. Make it worth it though. Might make a fun trip. <laughs> you know, and and, and you know, and speaking of making it worth it, in terms of the indie game, mm-hmm. you got to give sixth place teams something to feel good yeah, about. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: they don't have much else to hang their hat on. No, they don't. So Got to give
0: them that game. I'm going to give them uh-huh. I'm gonna give them a little credit, though. There was, there was, they, this is about the, and I've watched them now, besides the games that we've played, three other games, or parts of, I didn't watch all three, but, you know, substantial parts of three other games. This is by far the most technically effective effort I've seen out of them all year long. There were times they looked pretty damn mm-hmm. good, and you got to give them credit for that.
1: Oh, definitely. You know? And then also, got to give it credit to Farr. He stood on his head. Yeah, man. Um, you know we yes. could have scored two or three goals no
0: doubt about he it he stood was, on his he head he was all over it amazing effort out of their keeper um some of the complacency coming out of our back our, our, our defensive third really really bugs me yeah. some bad passes I think it it, it 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 sort of leans into what you're talking about I mentioned something where I thought Matt Soso who I hope is okay did we do we do we know where he stands with the injury thing because I know he got hurt did anybody hear anything I have not heard let, I, have not he, heard. I thought he was the most effective player in the in the Indianapolis game in the first half, and I'm saying, you know, if there's one guy we want the who's who want we want to have the ball at his feet in the first half, it's Matsoso. The one guy mm-hmm. we never want to see the ball on his feet is Hubbard.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I counted no yeah. less than six distributions that were kicked out of bounds. Come on, man. I, yeah. I mean, come on. I, I mean, I love the you guy. Know, it's just. I don't know. And, and at man. some
1: point at some point that's on the coach. Yeah. At some point that's on Cruz to orchestrate something different. Who
0: hasn't won a game since he became our non-interim coach? Damn it. Oh, <laughs>
1: titles. Yeah. Titles, titles, titles. Uh well, I, you know, I I'll give you one last note on that sure, indie man. game too Good. and and he's he's become a lightning rod again in the fan base. Mm-hmm. Jorge has to finish one dude, of those two chances he had. Dude,
0: I am very disappointed. Um I I he had, he had to finish at least one of those. Right. And and he had an opportunity. I mean, he for about 5 minutes of the first the, the first 5 minutes of the second half was everything I thought we'd see out of him all year long. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was he was positive. He had a couple of real good opportunities. Keeper made one real good stop on one of them. He missed another. And then he just yeah. And they put him in a position for success. I mean, for gosh sakes! I mean, at, at times Lancaster was supporting him.
1: Yeah, you know, and and it, but but you know that's what comes with a twenty-two year old who has not played that many matches. Yeah, and then there's and and you know, I think that goes into a topic we're going to be discussing a little bit later. Yes, sir, we we will. Uh, but but you know, at that point, you're on the field. You're there for a reason, mm-hmm. and you know, you're not you're not listed at defender, Jorge. You're attacking midfield, and attacking means you got to put one of those on the back. Right.
0: I agree. So, unless you got anything you want to add to those two efforts. <laughs> no, man, not at this man, point. Not much to say, man. Hopefully they just get those get those two wins. Uh we're going to come back with some more conversation about all three of these uh these these teams and and, and the future in a couple minutes. We'll be right back. Thanks, Joe. Okay, now before we get on to the uh, second part of the show with Joey, you know, we haven't done Did You Know That in a while, and I like doing Did You Know That because it allows me to research stuff, and I love to research things. You know, we played the theme song to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly in the beginning of the show, which got me thinking about one of my two favorite actors of all time. One of them is Denzel Washington, but the second one's Clint Eastwood. I love Clint Eastwood. So it made me want to research Clint's career a little bit. I mean, I knew some things, but here are some things I didn't know. So I'm going to impart my knowledge on you. Are you ready? Get your pens, your pencils, your iPad, maybe a quill <laughs> if, you, if you're so quaint. Here we go. Let's learn some things about Clint Eastwood. Are you ready? Number one, he was a bit of a rambunctious young man. He didn't finish college by the way. But before that, he got thrown out of a high school, apparently pulled from a school for riding his bicycle and tearing up a football field. That's a little, that's a little over the top. <laughs> I mean, I can see Dirty Harry doing that, or the character that he played in the uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But uh, a young, rambunctious Clint Eastwood tearing up a football field—did you know that? I didn't know that. His first TV role. A lot of people know that he did Rawhide, right? But did you know that he—that show ran for eight years? I didn't know it ran that long. I thought it was just a couple years, and then he jumped to movies. Uh-uh. Eight years of Rawhide on TV back then. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Apparently, his first movie role that he was credited for, he played a lab scientist assistant in a movie called Revenge of the Creature, which was a sequel to Creature from the Black Lagoon, one of those horrible 50s horror movies, B-movies. He was in the sequel to that. Apparently, he misplaced a rat. (laughs) Did you know that? I didn't know that. Anyway, his first iconic role, obviously, one of the first iconic roles that he played was Dirty Harry. I didn't know this. Frank Sinatra was supposed to play that play that part. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I can't see that. I mean, Sinatra played a bunch of musicals and stuff like that and was a singer. And I, he was a good actor himself, but imagine him singing and being Dirty Harry. I mean, there's no Dirty Harry, but Clint Eastwood. Anyway, did you know that? I didn't know that. Unbelievable. Also, I didn't know this either. You know, there was that Superman movie. Uh, Brando was in it and Christopher Reeve played uh, Superman. You know, he was asked to play that part. He turned it down? I mean, come on. Can you? Come on. How iconic would it be? Seriously. If he did Superman as Dirty Harry. (laughs) That would be so Well, do you, punk? (laughs) That would be so awesome. Oh, my gosh. But there you go, man. There's some. uh, Did you know that? Did you know any of that? I didn't know any of that heavens, that's pretty awesome. And you think about some of the movies that this guy's done, award-winning movies, Mystic River, Unforgiven, Million Dollar Baby, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, Letters from Iwo Jima, gosh, Bridges of Madison County. He's had so many great movies. Well, do you, punk? (laughs) So awesome. Anyway, there you go, man. We learned a little bit about uh, Clint Eastwood. Now, let's move on. Okay, we're back with Joey Cecil. Something I definitely wanted to touch on. Um, I mentioned how you know Jorge Gonzalez definitely not being the player we thought coming into the last few games at least not me I thought he was going to have more of an impact obviously the injury had something to do with it also um I want to get your your opinion on Jogo since the announcement uh that he was going to be playing in Spain um not the same player he's not he just no. hasn't had
1: the same impact he's been downright average yeah and, and you don't want to think you don't want to think his head's already elsewhere, mm-hmm. but I mean, what's to argue because his he's just had that tremendous dip in form,
0: right? And and that's really what I wanted to touch on. There's the analytical part of this whole deal supporting a Division Two team in the United States. You want to analyze and and be you know we have the spreadsheet of what's going mm-hmm. on, and then you have the emotional and sort of the intangibles. And trying to find a way to mix that together with young players and finding some balance here. Let's be fair. If I'm 18 years old and I'm getting an opportunity to play in first division in Spain, and right now I'm playing in the United States in second division, I'm going to say all the right things. I'm going to put the effort in. How can that not be in the back of your mind? Honestly. I'm sure. You know? So uh, th- this is what I'm struggling with because I, I was openly critical, and a couple people were like, "Well, you know, he's got this and that going on." That's fair. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not disagreeing that he's done some really great stuff for his in the early part of the season. I'm not disagreeing that he's got a great future. I'm not disagreeing that he's 18 years old, but he's wearing a kit of Louisville City as we get to a championship run, and he's 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 nowhere near what he was before.
1: So go ahead, man. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think about all that. I, he's a pro. He's a professional. He has a professional contract. Mm-hmm. That means you are deserving of criticism whether you're 18 or 28. Yeah, man. When you step on a professional field, you are worthy of that field and of the professional criticism. Yeah. The other team isn't going to slow down mm-hmm. or take it easy on you just because you're 18. Right. They don't care. Right. And if they don't care, that means I'm not going to treat you any different right. as a fan. Uh, you know, you're allowed growing pains, yep. but these are games of consequence that impact careers. Right. You know, if they if we fall out of the playoffs and not that would not be entirely Jogo's fault. Right, right, right. Exactly. But if we crash out of the playoffs, that could be the end of the road for uh, Pat McMahon. Yes. Absolutely. You know? Uh and you know, and and at this point I'm gonna say this Jogo is past growing pains. You have thirty two appearances over a year and a half. Right. That's a full season yep. in the league. Mm-hmm. And he is the focal point of an attack and should be treated as such. That means the lavish, lavish praise he had earlier this year. That also comes with that is the criticism Mm -hmm. when you're the focal point of an attack. And I got to put it this way. You better get used to it. (laughs) Europe's not going to be any tamer than what's going on right now. If
0: anybody has never been exposed, I mean, I'm sure they're no different than any place else. The average Spanish first division soccer fan, not a whole lot of mercy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I will bring this up. I'll go. But we also have we also have the other side of the spectrum on our roster, mm-hmm. and that's someone like Josh Winder. Absolutely. Yeah, that's completely different to me, though, because he's got eight caps at sixteen. Right. So he does get some baby gloves. But again, my point goes not not that much though, because if you step on a pro field, that means you are worthy of that field and all that comes with it. Right. And it's that
0: it's that weird place between, you know, ex- doing exactly what you just said, which I I, I agree with. And then you certainly don't want to coddle them, and at the same time, no. I my perspective is as a fan of this team in the second division of the United States, not about whether we have players that eventually move on. Now, of course, we want players to move on, and hopefully they'll remember where they came from. You know, like Kyle, sure, and 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 sure. and, and, and Mark Anthony Kay, so on and so forth down the line. Of course, we want that, but when they're gone, they're gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry, but but it's it's great and all that they sign elsewhere. Right. My focus as a fan, my money goes to Louisville Absolutely, City FC. Man. My money does not go to Real Sociedad. Right. My money doesn't go anywhere else. Right. So my focus is going to be on how you play and perform for the team I support. Absolutely. And when it's not good, and my money goes to that franchise, right. I'm going to speak about yep. it.
0: And, and and unless a person a person decides that they want to be a consumer of this team because of another player. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's not me you know i you yeah. know like when uh when uh k went to uh los angeles great you know but i only looked yeah, at that as, as a calling card and 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 uh something that we can hang a feather we can hang in our hat yeah. you know not so much as because you know i i you know and he was a really nice guy to me i mean he we, we got along you know the yeah. couple of times we had interactions just a wonderful person it's just that look you know when you're gone you're gone man yeah. And 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 when I say you're gone, not just in another place, but if you're gone while you're playing on the field and you have all of these skills, that could be such an impact player. I understand you may be a little tired. He had the Mexico U twenty thing going on too. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. it. But I um, mean, you know,
1: I you know, you know, I, I've always hated this phrase because I have I have an add on to it. Mm-hmm. There's always the phrase "one foot out the door." Yeah. You know, I always say if you've already got one foot out the door, bring the other behind you and get right. out. If you're already focused, your mind's already elsewhere, your attention is elsewhere, then then then, then go ahead and step on. Out. Right,
0: and, and we're not saying that, that he's you know? doing that.
1: I mean, I'm just saying that no, it, you know but it just in general, right? In general of when course. it comes to that kind of focus. Right. And my thing's always because uh, right. you know, you've 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 got guys like on this team, like, you know, I said a Pat McMahon, mm-hmm. somebody who this could be the last run. Right. And this is their entire focus. Yeah. This is absolutely and, and I, I think I think that has to be balanced here.
0: Right. I totally agree.
1: And, and if, if, if you are the focal point of one of the focal points of that attack, mm. and whether your head is elsewhere or not, yes, criticism is going to come down on you whether you're 18 or 28.
0: Right. right. And I wish him the very best. I really do. I, even if of he course. struggles the of next course. two or three games, because we've got three games guaranteed, even if he struggles a little bit, I still wish him the absolute best. And it's going to be great to follow his career. I just hope he doesn't. I hope he slides hard into home plate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I really do, and I'm sure he will. He seems like a, he, you know, he seems like a very together kid, and and, and I wish them all the very, very best. Uh, unless you have something to add, I'd like to move on to our.
1: No, please yeah, do. please uh, do.
0: We're, we're let's talk about the uh, the future in November of our esteemed men's team. Um, yeah. About the injury situation, I'm not sure if Pulisic and or are back. Do you know? Well,
1: Reina's already been ruled out for November. Wow. Okay. Pulisic news came out, I believe today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. That he has hit another setback in his recovery while at Chelsea. Well, that sucks. So as the days tick away and he has yet to suit up for them, it looks even more doubtful for us. Mm. And you're going to have arguably, I'm going to say the second toughest game of our qualifying. Right. In November, yep. and that's the home game against Mexico, Mexico. And Cincinnati. That's right. And we're going to be missing two of our biggest gu- or two of our biggest bullets yep. to put in our gun. Yeah, most likely, we're already missing one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so at this point, if someone has whatever, I think it was Pulisic's ankle. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have an ankle to donate, <laughs> uh, please get in contact with the Chelsea medical side, because uh, I'm sure they'll be doing the initial the the, the initial operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, at this point, I mean, that's the two big ones right there. Mm-hmm. You know, Sir uh, Dest kind of looked a little hobbly at the end of the Costa Rica game, yep. but he's back playing with Barca. Yep. Um, you just have to figure out. You know, the 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 big things coming out of our our most recent three game stretch. Mm-hmm. The things they have to figure out for for November are how do we not come out flat? Yeah, yeah. You know, and against Mexico against Mexico, that is the one team. Better not. You know, if you come out and not dominate the game, yeah. it's understandable. Mm-hmm. But you can't come out flat like you have. No, they, they will punish you for that. There's
0: no doubt about it.
1: Uh, I mean, they're not the Mexico to, of the
0: of the, of the, the recent past, but they're still formidable but relative to this group. Yeah, no doubt.
1: And it's Mexico USA, which means anything can happen. I hear that. Uh, we still have not nailed down a partner From Miles Robinson. Okay. I was not sold on Richards next to him mm-hmm. from the Costa Rica game. Right. Um, I'm still not sold on John Brooks. That's another injury update. We yeah. don't know what his status is.
0: He's the big enigma in all of this for me. I, it It's just it mm-hmm. him performing the way he did was so disappointing. And, and we we considered him such an integral part of what was coming up. There shouldn't be a question about who plays next to him, but there is. That yeah. really bugs me. It's
1: <laughs> it just, it just in that first three games, he just looked like he aged a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I don't know, man. You know,
1: and and so we, we got to nail down that partner, whoever it is. Right. It's got it's got to work, especially for that first of the two games we have in November. Mm-hmm. It's got to work. And speaking of got to work is the midfield has to play better. God. You know, if if you know, I I you know, I love the midfield last game, the the actual people on paper, yeah. McKinney, Adams, Musa, yep. that's our three best in the midfield. Mm-hmm. They got to be more assertive, they got to start taking over the game uh, earlier. Yeah. And 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 holding it and controlling the game. See, that's one of the things I'm wondering
0: about is the cohesiveness of playing together. I would be, you know, even though there may be. Let me before I say that, let me give you two names and 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 you know see where you're at with this. Where's what about Sargent?
1: You know, I, at this point, mm-hmm. he he can he, he he can be a squad player. Okay. At this point, I think I think Ricardo Pepe has earned the right, right. to be Absolutely. our starting striker going mm-hmm. forward uh even though he even though you know he didn't he didn't have as forceful of a two games right. uh out of the last uh you know two of the last three he has shown those flashes that he fits in with this side right. you know his ability to find space is beyond his years mm-hmm. and you know I think sergeant is great if we need twenty minutes out of a guy maybe right. I would rather have a daryl d k okay right' Because I think that's more realistic to build around mm-hmm. sergeant Josh Sargent's an enigma because he plays well for his club team. Mm-hmm. But then he comes to our side and he loves to he loves to sit deep. Yeah. You know he loves to track back and, and get the ball at his feet in the midfield. Mm-hmm. But then I gotta like I wonder if there's a coach out there with like a signboard from like NASCAR or F1 <laughs> reminding him, you're you're up top. Yeah, exactly. Up top with an arrow, go up top. <laughs> um, so you know because like, uh-huh. when he does that we lose we lose the ability to stretch the other side because he's all the way back with our midfield. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's just that enigma. Yeah. I'd rather have, like, a Pepe and a DK right. or, um, you know, even, you know, I'm sorry, but the boat sailed for me on Zardes. Yeah, we know that's, what we that's got. over. That's over. You know? It's not, though, because he's one of Burr Halter's favorites. Right, I mean, so yeah, right, 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 I mean, yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, I'd love to, see, you know, I, I'd be okay if we carried three strikers, like a DK, Sargent, and Pepe. Right,
0: and, and there's another.
1: I'd, I'd be okay with that. And then there's another guy that I, maybe he's
0: just a, a, a um, Maybe it's just numbers because he showed such promise and then all of a sudden, nothing. That's Matthew Hoppy.
1: Yeah, the thing is, when he gets, he needs game time. That's what fuels him. Um, He's one of those guys that, like, I think he's a fantastic 30 to 40-minute sub for us. I don't think he's a starter right now. I think Brendan Aronson really put his mark on this team in the last few Mm -hmm. games. Uh, which is great because he's playing where Pulisic would, right. and if he's still out, I, I you know it's not the same. Mm-hmm. But I, I trust in Aaronson and his creative ability. Mm-hmm. But that's also where Hoppy goes, right. you know. And it's good to have that glut, but someone's going to get left out. And here's the thing about. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Here's go the ahead. thing
0: about it: is the two names that I mentioned are not MLS names. So uh, yeah. which leads to the final the final part of this conversation for me is. Man, when I read, I talked about this in the last show, when I read that post from the Norwich coach, man, that got me hot. And I'm wondering, yeah. man, I'm telling you, I, I don't see how you would keep a sergeant off this team for the likes of any player that would be a relative. Like you mentioned DK. All right. I'm not, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, maybe. But please, let's not, let's not confuse the competition that he's playing against Versus, you know, who Josh Sargent is playing. He's Josh Sargent is playing against the most solos of the world. You know what I mean? I, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And yeah. you know, DK is not. <laughs> and that's got to. No, ma- I agree I gotta, that's got to matter at some point, man. But that, the greater point is, is that how do you feel? How would you feel if you see that kind of exclusion, like we kind of saw in the Panama game? Um, is it? You know, I, I'm going to get to a point if I see that again where I'm just going to be like, you guys, just please. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, but it, the problem is this U.S. soccer. That's the problem. Because oh U.S. soccer owns MLS. Yes, they do. And U.S. soccer wants to make their product look good. Yeah. And, and honestly, the worst thing that could have happened were these injuries because yeah. they let people be called up who otherwise it wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have, been. have been. That's a good call. So, and, and, and that's just, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on some of them. Like, you know, Kellen Acosta can play a role. Sure. You know, he's may not be a starter, but he can play a mm-hmm. role. I'm cool with Walker Zimmerman being a depth center back. Okay. Okay. Beyond that, beyond like a Ricardo Pepe starting, right. I don't see many other MLS level I mean Matt Turner, let's be honest. Matt Turner, yes, he should be our starting okay. keeper. That's it though. Mm-hmm. Those two, Turner and Pepe, should be the only people in conversation to start for our national team right now, from the MLS, right, and you
0: can make the argument that both of those guys are world class talents that
1: can, that you could see them playing in Italy, because I think yes, Pepe's actually now Pepe, I just mentioned Pepe's it. already Pepe's been getting links from all the big clubs right, now, right? Which he deserves. Uh, so You wonder how much longer he'll be in MLS. He is a next level talent. There's no doubt about it. You know, and then like you know, the for me the ship sailed on on Zardes. Yeah. The ship has sailed on on Paul Ariola. Yep. You know, there, there's not much else. You know, a Christian a Christian Rodon. Yeah. You know, the ship, the ship sailed. There's not much else. You're, you're going to change your show different. You know, Kellen Acosta is the outlier in that group. Mm-hmm. You know, he was able to work himself back in. Right. That's it for me, yeah. you know. And Sebastian Leggette was great for a few months when he was picking on on teams playing their BNC teams. Right, right. And, and, you know, he has not had that same impact since we no, hit World Cup qualifying. Absolutely not. So, you know, I, I, I'm not mad if he disappears. Yep. So, you know, at this point, I think you have to run with the kids. Yeah. And those kids, they do not play in MLS. No,
0: they don't. So we'll see what happens with that, man. And then just a, a real quick note. I think it's its so awesome to see, um, just wanted to touch on this once more, time, once more um, to see uh, the racing attendance this week. You know, obviously, the performance was great. Um, but given everything that's going on, uh to see them perform as well to see the fans show up as well as they did man that's 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 a that's a sign of something good for come good good for the future good that's coming we talk about um i think there's there's a solid nucleus of about 6 7 players that we can bring back and and it would help us they they will make this team competitive we talk about the academy but let's talk about the fan support for a couple minutes too i think that that's pretty awesome mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm Yeah. i don't know if you you know mm-hmm. i it, it, it was well needed yeah um Especially with how many, as we've talked before, just the 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 landmines this team was dealt in terms of when games were being played. You know, Sunday at three, uh, a Friday night. You know, during that a ton of midweek games, Mm -hmm. and it's just not conducive to getting people out. Right, right. And when you pair that, you pair that with struggling. Yeah. You know, it's going to be tough to get people out. But to have your highest attended game on one of your best games of the year. Mm Bravo! Yeah, man. And I just hate—I hate that we don't have. That was it. Yeah. You know, you know, we don't really have the ability to build on that going into another game. Yeah, I think,
0: I think they have one more home game, and it's not until
1: it's, not, it's a Tuesday night, I think, right? Actually, I'm not even sure. Yeah. I think I think this might be. No, they—you they, they, know what
0: they did? They, they took the rate. They took one of the Gotham the Gotham game that was was yes, canceled.
1: Yeah, we played them back to back. Right.
0: Did we play two matches against them once out there and once here? Um, but me man, I just ma- mainly just wanted to mention that as, as a compliment to those who listened to it's this that way
1: Thursday. Yeah, you're right. It's a, Is Thursday. It a Thursday night. Perfect. You yeah, know,
0: perfect. Of send off.
1: And then, and then we play Sunday Halloween at 3 p.m. up there. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah. wonderful. But, uh, and I don't, but yeah, mm-hmm. kudos, kudos to everyone for, and especially kudos. I don't, I hate to be this kind of fan. Mm-hmm. Kudos to those. And I'm going to say of us. Okay. Who were there throughout. This Absolutely. Season. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You know. Congrats. I mean, honestly, I just wanted to say congratulations to them, and and hopefully it'll continue. Um, that was the most positive thing for me, because you know how this town can be. It's not just this town. You know, to close it up with mm-hmm. this, I mean, if you want to come in after this, but the, it's not just here. Teams that lose generally have a drop-off in attendance. To mm-hmm. have fans show up when you've been knocked out of the playoffs on a seven-game losing streak, and yeah. in that kind
1: of and force. And what's your best Best player hurt. your
0: best player hurt I think that that's 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 a tremendous compliment to the organization it's certainly a tremendous compliment to the fans and, and um man I, I just hope the you know I hope the momentum moves on because we've talked a little bit about some of the some of the obstacles that this league is going to have to deal with in the future mainly a complete reset on who runs it <laughs> but uh you, yeah. you know it, it it's just just I just wanted a, a big i boy to, the, to everybody um that uh that, that came out and, and supported the team
1: you know, at the end of the day, since this may be the last time for a while we discussed them, uh, minus the Gotham games, right. at the end of the day, no matter what, it's been a successful first Absolutely. year. And what a, what a way to cap it off locally. You know what? I'm not going to put any stock into a Thursday night home game. Right. You, don't t- you don't top 8,400, right. don't blame Exactly. Exactly. You. You, know, way, way, way to, you know, way to top off a fantastic opening season with everything that's happened. Right. Absolutely. By sending it off into the sunset with an 8,400, over 8,400 game with a 3-1 win. Absolutely.
0: Well, uh, great things hopefully in the future for them, and and hopefully Louisville City can turn this thing around and come up with uh, a couple of uh, big wins that we're going to need as we go into the playoffs. Uh, Joey, unless there's anything else you'd like to add.
1: Please, Please, if you are a healthy adult male between the ages of 18 and and 28, Please think about donating your ankle and shin <laughs> to the Christian Pulisic Recovery Foundation. Well, uh, or even a little older. We we'll even
0: we'll even go into the mid thirties if we have to.
1: <laughs> but but yeah, that, that's all I got. I have to end this on a on a good, funny note. Yes, you know, it's it, it's and and you know, hopefully he recovers, and hopefully so does Louisville City. And and thank you to everyone who supported racing. Absolutely. Well, buddy, uh, we're going to talk again next week. Uh, thanks for being a part of yes, the show sir. again. Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: Right, ladies and gentlemen, there you are. Another edition of the Center Forward Podcast is in the books. Want to thank Joey Cecil once more for his invaluable addition to the show. Hopefully, you're enjoying it. I know I am. (laughs) Once again, please feel free to like, subscribe, share the show. Uh, We're on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Uplifting music, and you know why? This is a bit of a congratulations to the supporters of Racing Louisville and to the team for gutting it out through some pretty tough times. Um, really, it, you know, a tough seven weeks there or so after the um, after the whole uh, Women's Cup, which is a great moment. But to have that many people show up, like we just talked about with Joey, and, and be so positive, and uh, to have such a great performance bodes well for the future. Congratulations to coach Sanchez for uh for what he added uh, in a very difficult situation. Let's let's uh, be very thankful that this gentleman is part of our organization. Uh, and let's be very thankful to all the players uh, who have done such a great job this year. Um you know, two more games to go. So a little bit of a rest and they get to finish up big. Uh hopefully ruin some of the hopes of Gotham, who's become the team I dislike the most because they say New York and they play in New Jersey. <laughs> yes, that's an issue with me. <clears throat> Once again, thank you so much to the fans of the show. We're getting a lot of great comments, a lot of downloads, and it's really awesome. Hopefully you're enjoying it. If you have any comments, please share them. And uh, that's it, man. You have a wonderful rest of the week. Love you guys. Once again, this is Joe Valla for the Center Forward Podcast saying thank you, be well, and talk to you soon.